Hey everybody, um, Nolan here and Miles, and we wanted to touch upon, I mean, quite frankly, not only the biggest story in hockey, but probably the biggest story in sports at the moment. Um, as everybody knows, last week, uh, John Doe officially revealed himself to be Kyle Beach. Uh, the story coming from, or John Doe coming from the Chicago Blackhawks uh, abuse scandal at the hands of Brad Aldrich, as well as uh, the... Uh, subsequent cover-up by Blackhawks management, including Stan Bowman, Al McIsaac, John McDonough, and head coach Joel Quenville. Um, we really just want to say first and foremost that uh, props to Kyle Beach. We stand with Kyle Beach. We stand with all uh, with all abuse survivors. And um, you know, it, it's it's such a horrible, heartbreaking thing to watch. And I mean. If you haven't seen it, you've probably seen it already. Uh, Kyle Beach's interview with Rick Westhead was just so incredibly powerful. And it just goes to show that no matter what, any, anybody is, is susceptible to this kind of harm. And, and, and we need to start holding these types of people accountable. And we need to start holding organizations accountable. Um, obviously, the big thing, too, that the... Blackhawks were fined $2 million, um, which was a million dollars less than the Ilya Kovalchuk scandal, which just goes to show the NHL has their uh, has their hearts in the right place. We, we love to see that, uh, obviously. Um, but uh, also wanted to just give a massive shout out to the aforementioned Rick Westhead, as well as Katie Strang for their in- incredible reporting and for their commitment to getting the story out. And to really bringing light to the injustice that was uh, committed by Brad Aldrich and the Chicago Blackhawks organization. Um, Miles, did you want to say anything at all? Like Nolan said, we stand with the survivors of sexual assault. We believe victims. And uh, this one's for Kyle Beach. Well said, man. Um the PA did just meet today. We'll probably get into that a little bit later next episode, or because there are there are a lot of things coming out of it. Obviously, uh, Gary Bettman had his uh, disastrous press conference, but I think we'll maybe discuss that once we know what's going to happen with the investigation into the PA. Um, but yes, as we said, we stand with Kyle Beach. We stand with the uh, survivors of abuse. And I think we're going to wrap it right there because we want to just keep it quick and concise. But it was, uh, you know, we we wanted to we we wanted to absolutely have our attention to this. But here we go into the episode. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to the seventh episode of the second season of One for One. I'm your host, Nolan Schumann, joined as always by my co-host, Miles Fuchs. Miles, I'm currently going through an immense amount of pain in my shoulder blade and my neck. How are you doing? I'm doing better than you are, man. It's, it sure sounds like it. it I don't know that uh, anytime it's a trip to the Cairo or na- neck pain or back pain or shoulder pain, it's like so debilitating. So I'm sorry to hear that that's, that's something that you're going through. I hope that the Tim Hortons coffee in your hand there helps keep the joints warm and, and, and gets you feeling better. Are, are, are you, is your heart, are you ready for your heart to just completely warm up? It's actually not a coffee. Oh, is it an HC? It is an HC. It is a hot oh. chocolate. 
<laughs> that was a Santa laugh. And you know what? Got some with milk. Milk? Yeah. Milk. Man, have, do you remember the white hot chocolates that they used to have at Tim Hortons? Dude, have you had a second cup white hot chocolate? No, I haven't. No free ads. But I think I might have to. That sounds fucking really tasty. Because I, I, I missed the Tim Hortons white hot chocolate. That was delectable. I used to... So, fun, fun fact about me... Is I used to take the I used to take transit every morning from downtown Regina at the Cornwall Center to uh, shout out Campbell Collegiate, um, and uh, every and all, like for probably like three out of the five days, I would take a stop into the into the Cornwall Center Second Cup and go and get myself a white hot chocolate. Very much worth it. Down to before the bus even arrived. Down before the bus even arrived. Guy's got nine hundred cal in his guts for the morning. Dude, Love have you it. seen a photo of me from high school? It's not. You were a not cute a, boy. It's, <laughs> you know what? You, you know, uncle. Uncle always loves you. I I appreciate. You that. can do no. You can do no wrong. Um. Second question, then Nolan. Uh. Best donut at Tim Hortons, or are you a muffin guy? What's your? If you're getting a donut, what are you getting? Okay, so I am a muffin guy, but I do have a donut. I do have a donut pick. Um. So muffin. Hands down, I you have a fucking awful take on muffins. I I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Don't you like fucking like brand muffins or some bullshit? No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not a serial killer. I like the blueberry muffin, the straight up blueberry muffin. I guess that's not that bad. I'm a fruit explosion guy. That's a great pick too. It's so good. Great pick. Um, but if I'm going to get a donut, uh, I'm usually one. So one, like one between, or like, sorry. Two possible suggestions. One, if it's not with a coffee, I and just like pound for pound best donut, give me an apple fritter any day of the week. Okay. Now, if I'm having a coffee, honey cruller, and you dip it in the coffee. Um, I'm surprised we've actually never talked about this before. Maybe we have. Uh, maybe it has come up. But honey cruller is my, is my number one pick. Coffee or not, banger, banger of a donut. It spanks, yeah, it's yeah. a good one. And then Canadian maple is a close second. Yeah, I guess that's not bad. No, yeah, you made the face. I can tell you're not <laughs> thrilled about it. You're just like, ah, he gave me a compliment. I'll give him one back. Uh, and you... that is the sign of a good friend, ladies and gentlemen. Thumbs up, thumbs up all around. Uh, Miles, on a last, on the last Tim Hortons note, do you know what my favorite thing to get from Tim Hortons is? And I'm a fucking psychopath for it uh peach juice okay so i so for work we get our we get our gas through through a gas card through so no free ads so do we no free ads yeah no free sponsor us so holy shit yeah come on sponsor one for one give us optimum points and every time i do i get it at a specific location on my way out of the city and i whip into tim hortons and on my way home i will get a plain bagel toasted with plain cream cheese and a large chocolate milk. Miles, I am telling you, this combination is fucking life changing. No, it is, it's if you're 13 and your you, flavor, like your taste you, buds haven't grown when up. When you take a bite of this and then you wash it down with the chocolate milk, there is only there is there's so few things that can actually compare to this taste. I think you need to explore the realm of a plain bagel toasted with plain cream cheese and a chocolate milk. 
That sounds like a Tim Hortons order for someone who only gets chicken fingers when they go to a restaurant. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't actually, do it. I only I get a poutine anywhere I go. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> actually, that's more of a Taylor. Uh, throw her under the bus already. We are six minutes in. Well, thrown under the bus. Oh, uh, uh, half of the wheels are under the bus, I guess, because uh, the Oilers went. Speaking weak. of getting, <laughs> speaking of getting thrown under the bus, Miko Koskin, and how was that game against the Flyers? Holy fucking Dude, shit! How was that game against the Canucks too? When they fucking uh, uh, blow his shutout? Fucking assholes! A lot of buses, a lot of throwing under. Dude, them. I was so mad at the Edmonton Oilers on on Saturday night. I like I I, I said it's because because Taylor was like, "Why are you mad? They won the game," and I said because they blew the shutout for Miko Koskinen because they're fucking dickheads. That's why. Yeah, just keeping him in his lane. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oilers went one and one as we predicted, but the order was not as we predicted. It was actually the opposite. Yeah, should we just get right into it? I think so. Okay. Well, it all started off with a 5-3 loss to the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, 90% of people that live in Philadelphia can't spell the name of the city. That's why they call it Philly. Philadelphia. Uh, Anyways. Uh, yeah, so this game started off with a big story. Big 2-6 for Mr. Leon Dreisaitl. Miles, in honor of Leon Dreisaitl turning 26, what is your favorite 2-6? <laughs> Crown Royal. No free ads. Crown Royal. All, all aboard the Rye Train. All aboard the Rye Train. Yeah. Oh. One... Maybe when we have one for one after dark, I'll have to tell the story about the about the first Halloween party I went to at Taylor and got really drunk on Wisers. <laughs> oh, not a good night. Um, yeah, so I mean, right, right from the get go, Leon Drysaddle was off to a hot, 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 hot start in this game. Just r- making these ridiculous tape to tape passes, weaving in and out of the offensive zone. Guy was cooking was like a heat check player in the NBA going off go off king and uh unfortunately Carter Hart decided that he was actually going to be a good goaltender uh against the Edmonton Oilers making some huge saves a massive one on McDavid about 14 minutes in there was like that sort of back in it was between I think Hyman and McDavid and just shut the door on him uh and then uh, Mikko Koskinen on this game was on the very opposite end of the spectrum unfortunately (laughs) um Allowing a very easy wraparound goal for Claude Giroux, and then uh, after that, allowing a uh, now allowing another one after a very, 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 very poor attempt to play the puck. Miko, your hair is a normal length. Please stop trying to steal Mike Smith Valor. Stay in your lane, Miko. Heavens to Betsy. Then, Tyson Berry looking like Sidney Crosby out there. By the way, noted good guy Tyson Berry. If you did not listen to his... Con- I know this is a really bad segue, but if you if you can, please go and check out Tyson Berry's comments on the, on the whole Kyle Beach thing. It's really, really, really impressive to see, and just makes it just makes me respect Tyson Berry a hell of a lot more. Um, then, Darnell Nurse, uh, with like three seconds left in the first period. Cup- couple of things wrong with this. A, Darnell, why do you play the puck on this one? Like, what the fuck are you doing? And B, 
Should Miko Koskinen have been a little bit more prepared for this one? Miles, goalie expert, what is it? Okay, so here's my take about Miko, and I made a little bit of a face when you were um, be slandering him a little bit before. Um, first and foremost, like that kick up the puck in his feet onto his stick is pretty fucking nasty. And I think in the NHL, if you're a goalie, you got to be ready for a shot at any time. But like, I don't know, man. He 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 kicked that puck up and shot it off his stick so fast. I don't think Koskinen was expecting it. But he kind of had a weird game in the sense that like he made the big saves that in a normal game Definitely like would, would get you a win. Yeah. But the gaffes that he made that allowed the Flyers to get momentum at key points and like get themselves back in the game is inexcusable, frankly, well, they were for, mind for, bending. for a starting goalie in an, in an NHL game. Yeah. They mind were, bending. Yeah. yeah and you know what? That no, go on. Not to not to discredit the game, not to discredit the game that the Flyers played like overall, but um, like that's just one where the hockey gods are like, hey, you're not gonna get the six and zero start. Like you're gonna lose this game because I'm gonna let your goalie get beat on a wraparound and let in shitty goals. Miles, I think you mean the hockey gods first and foremost. You do not mean <laughs> you do not mean the hockey gods. But yes, I I I was I I found my I was rewatching the highlights because I was. I was obviously telling myself like, Hey, this was not a very good game for Miko Koskinen. And then rewatching the highlights from this game. I was like, man, they left Miko out to dry. <laughs> so it's not really surprising that he let some stinky ones in. Um, but luckily in the second period, our favorite children's author, not Dr. Seuss, Zachary Hyman, Zachary Martin Hyman, the King. I think I'm just going to start referring to Zach Hyman as not Dr. Seuss. That's my, that's my, that's (laughs) my go-to nickname for him. Not Dr. Seuss. Um, That's a good, that's a good bet. Did you happen to listen to the uh, TNT clip? I did. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I watched that game. I watched that game with a couple of good boys. Um, Shout out Ramus Winston, baby back Billick, uh, Kung Fu Kenny D and uh, my buddy Ben. It was a nice time watching that game with you, except for the fact that Ramus Winston is a dirty flyers fan and is going to hold this one over my head for the foreseeable future. Yeah. That's a, that's a pretty stinky team choice there. Ramus Winston. Um, Yeah. That was, uh, that made me really happy though, to see that little TNT clip of him going, yes, sir that 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 ruled i love it he's like you've said it before he's a golden retriever like you the more i see of zach hyman the more i like of zach hyman like almost to the point when he takes like a shitty hooking or holding penalty and then gets a shitty and grin i'm like ah, they, they got you like, they're like oh you rascal okay. Oh. Yeah, it's okay zach yeah. don't worry about it buddy do you know what's you know what's, i was looking through the stats though uh last night do you know it's one of the most shocking stats about zach hyman right now is that he's uh, he's above a point per game, but he's a dash six. Oh. <laughs> Poor guy. Oh, Although it could be worse. Thought, that's so Oilers. Have you have you okay on, on a side note? Have you looked at Jacob Chikrin's stats? I can't imagine. Jacob Chikrin has zero points and is a minus sixteen. Oh, Jakey. Somebody rescued Jacob Chickern from, from Arizona. That's not fair. <laughs> Poor guy. Uh, but. Go Carter Hutton. Go Carter Hutton. Yeah, yeah. Woo. Going back to Mika Koskinen, though. The Atkinson game winning goal. Miko. Darling. 
that's a that's a a, a tough one. <laughs> that's a very tough goal to allow, my friend. Calling him darling is funny. We stand I, we stand for a league. six foot seven uh, Finnish monster, but uh, Miko, come on. We need better from you, Miko. Yes. And then and then he wakes up in Vancouver and is like, okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, but the Oilers, I will say, though, the, the positive thing about this game is that the Oilers were better than the Flyers for pretty much the entire game besides the third period. So they were better for two-thirds, which kind of sucks. Uh, but eventually they had to lose. And I feel better about a team losing after six games than them going like 13 and 0 to start the season and then blow a tire in uh, game 14 and then they go on like a six game skid. So it's fine. Yeah, it, bounce it is back. about the it's about the mental fortitude you show in your bounce back ability and and then they go into Vancouver in a big divisional game that you know they got to win and it's all about how they respond to it. Which I think is a good segue Nolan. Uh how did they respond against the their loss against the Vancouver Canucks. Well, they had they had a, they had a tough task because they were going up against Margaret Thatcher Demko, the Iron Wall. Oh, no, no, some no, people no. wait a lifetime. You know, because you know, her name was her name was Margaret Thatcher, and she was the Iron Lady. You know, yes, you know? yeah, yeah okay. I liked it. Did you like my rendition of my song there? I did, I did, I I really did. We're kind of we're, we do wait a lifetime for a prospect like this because he's fucked. He's good. He's a very good goalie. I hate that we have to. Pl- I hate that we have to play him as much as we do. He's a very, very good goaltender. I also hate that he's American and then he's yeah. going to play on Team USA. Like, so I can't even cheer for him in the Olympics. Get the flock out of here, there, Thatcher Demko. I did say though in a in a in a text with a few friends that if uh, Bo Horvat makes Team Canada, I'm changing my citizenship. He's not going to make Team Canada. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, come on. That's my that's my that's my response is is, he, is like this. Come on. I'm telling you, if he does, I am backpacking across the border to Minot, and I am writing a citizenship test, and I'm passing first Ste- try. Steak and bacon's going to cancel us because of this segment. Uh, <laughs> but he, oh, sorry, is he a Canucks fan this week? I don't know. I can't keep track anymore. I don't know. I thought he was an Oilers fan last week, so I'm I'm yeah. not I'm not entirely certain. There's not entirely certain there, boys and girls. But yes, very good, very good game. I actually firmly believe the score of this game, if it wasn't for Thatcher Demko, would have been like 6 nothing. This was a... I don't know if you thought this. I absolutely thought this. Not by by both the eye test, the shot count, as well as the underlying numbers. This was a dominating game by the Edmonton Oilers. They fucking put their foot down and they did not stop. And all it was was Thatcher Demko closing the door for the Vancouver Canucks. So he put them in the best position to win. But I thought this was a fantastic game from the Oilers. Um, the only reason why the shot count was as close as it was was because of the last minute, like, six on four that they had um, to close at the game, which was very close to, I mean, they were down 2 nothing, So they made it 2-1, but could have easily tied the game. But... The Oilers were luckily able to shut the door. I think this was a great defensive effort from from all parties involved. And I think, once again, top line looking great. And oh my god, Evan Bouchard. Holy smokes. What a player. Let's recap this bad boy, Nolan. Uh, Two goals for the Oilers, both on the power play. First one, Warren, don't call him chicka chicka, yeah, Fogle with the power play goal from Evan Bouchard. 
and Darnell Nurse is exactly what the doctor ordered after a busy start to that first period. Uh, happy birthday, Leon. Glad you got a goal on the power play on uh, the day after, a couple of days after your birthday. And that one was from McDad and Nuge. And that is exactly how you like to draw it up. A power play goal from Leon or Connor um, with Nuge getting an assist is chef's kiss. We like it a lot. Nolan, guy in the front row. Miles. Have you happened to take a look at the NHL leader in assists this season? No one, I sure have. Who is it, Miles? Quanah McDavid. It's actually not. No? Well, fuck yeah, I haven't. I don't know. It is Ryan Nugent Hopkins with no, 10 it's... apples on the season. No, it's not. Yes, it is. He has not scored a goal, but he is Holy dishing shit. out yeah. the puck. Wow, okay, 10 for Big big Daddy Nuge, 9 for Old old McDaniels Had a Farm, and then Yanni Gaudreau. <laughs> Tied with McDavid. Oh, no. They've oh, also played, no. I think the Flames have played more games, though. I yeah, they're one game in hand. Oh, okay. Well, but, Connor's going to have, like, 17 points tonight. But have you checked points leaders, Nolan? Oh, I certainly have. Good. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I failed your test. I'm a fake fan. Cancel me. It's okay, Miles. You're never canceled in my heart. Anyways, Miles, keep on uh, breaking down the game. You're doing a great job. Thank you. I'm so happy. Uh, so two 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 goals on the power play. Oilers go two for two. Boom, bada bada bing, bada boom. Um, uh, what did that announcer used to say? Bing. Oh, it was <laughs> bingo bango. Um, uh, no, uh, bing. Something it's fuck. What did he say? It was about Roberto Luongo. I cannot remember. And Pierre Maguire. Uh, it'll come to me, and I'm just gonna randomly say it, and it's gonna blow somebody's eardrums out. Uh, but after being up two nothing, like you said, in the last seven seconds of the game, Brock Besser scores a goal, breaks Miko's little heart along with mine to make it a two one hockey game. Um, Miko, good game, good bounce back, just like we were saying he needed to have after that one against the Flyers. He had 29 saves on 30 shots for a .967 save percentage and obviously a 1.00 goals against average. That's a hell of a bounce back game, and we love to see it. Um, We've talked about him numerous times on the pod, but I think this was the this was the Evan Bouchard like coming out party in in my eyes. 24 minutes and 19 seconds on of ice time with three block shots, one assist on the power play goal, one shot on goal. Overall was a minus one, but man, that 24 minutes uh, of ice time, Darnell had like 25. Can't so be a was... breakout game if you went minus one. Nah. <laughs> Just kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> Can't be a breakout game. Um, but that's that's some top pair shit. He's there statistically, the Oilers, like advanced analytics wise, Oilers best defenseman, um, Oilers hottest defenseman, and just the absolute dentine daddy. Evan Bouchard, if you're reading this, come on the podcast. Um, another freak game for Demko 32 of 34, a 0.941 save percentage. Like, go off, King. Uh, some other stats for the game 20, uh, 27 per side on face off. So even. Even in the dot, which is not something that we've been able to say historically for the Oilers, which is very nice and bodes very well for guys like Derek Ryan, Leon Dreisaitl, and uh, Connor McDavid. Two for two on the power play, outshot the Canucks, let's fucking go, and we're marginally outhit 25 to 19 by the Canucks. So Oilers winning a lot of the battles, doing a lot of the little things right, and uh, making a count when they needed to. And overall got rewarded with one W. Do you know what rocks? Besides um, the Oilers, um, 
so okay. I'm looking at this right now. Okay. Connor McDavid, okay? Face off numbers. Just very quick and then we'll move on. Rookie season, 41%, 41 41.2%. Uh uh sophomore season playoffs, 43.2%. Uh, 17, 18, 18, 19, 46.6%, 1920, 47.8%, 2021, 49.5%, and 21, 22, this current season, 57.3%. Ooh, that's very good shit. Um, Rockstar shit. I hope he can keep that up, and I certainly think he can, but that is awesome signs, awesome signs to start the year. Connor, we love you, King. Uh, by the way, I I I I, I perused. I believe it was the Hockey News had like a top seventy-five players of all time in the NHL while we were at uh, while we were at uh, Blank Drug Mart tonight, and uh, I found out that they ha- already have Connor McDavid at number sixty-seven. Probably should be higher. So shut up, up Hockey up, News. Up can only go up from here. One more thing about Connor McDavid, just because we're talking about him, I have these in the notes a little bit lower, uh, a number three in overall NHL. But fuck it, here we are. Uh, a lot of speculation. A lot of things have been said about Connor McDavid and what he could do in a full eighty-two game season. Well, for those of you at home that are curious, in the last eighty-two games played, Connor McDavid is fifty-one one hundred one for one hundred and fifty-two points in the last eighty-two games played. Um, just just so that you're all aware, he's very good at hockey and he's extremely talented. Thank you for tuning into the One for One podcast. Smash my team. <laughs> um, yeah. Connor McDavid just rocks. Um, that 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 should actually just be like the new title of the podcast. Connor McDavid just rocks with Miles and Nolan. Uh, uh, shout out! To, shout out to uh, my friend Parker um, because he was uh, describing the podcast to some of his friends and family, and quote said they just stroke off the Oilers for forty five minutes, and I'm and like, then, <laughs> I was like, that's basically the description. You don't really need to look into it anymore. And then, uh, well, until Dave Tippett plays Devin Shore with yeah. Connor McDavid, and then then they we do not do that. Occasionally swear, um, give bad music takes, and stroke off the Oilers. That is it. There you go. That's what you're in for, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, overall, of, sorry, you go. <laughs> overall, Oilers things. Okay, couple, couple, couple little prospect updates. Shall we? Shall 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 we jump into those? Um. In today's what Monday in Saturday's game, uh, Xavier Bogo uh, in the QMJHL. What the hell? is he with Shawinigan? Yeah, he's with Shawinigan. Yes. I think. yes, fun, fun to say, tough to spell. Yes, very much so. Uh, Oilers prospect Xavier Bogo had five points in Saturday's game, ten points in his last three games, bringing his season total to a QMJHL leading twenty-four points in twelve games. That's that's pretty gross. Those are some video game numbers. Those are some video. Those are those are the type of numbers that get you uh, on the radar of Hockey Canada for the World Junior Championship. Those are the kind of numbers that get uh, Kyler Yamamoto traded for nothing. <laughs> Shots Spicy. fired. Spicy take. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of spicy guys, uh, did you see Philip Broberg? What he's been doing? Five points in seven games. I sure. Five. I sure is. I sure did. Third in the AHL for defenseman assists. We love to see it from our Swedish king. Um, a lot of people are saying, Nolan, uh, a few people are saying that he might be back. Uh, I'm thinking he might be. 
Have you, uh, was that a reference to uh, John Wick? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. I just have to make sure. I just wanted to just wanted to clarify that before we moved on to our next topic. Speaking of our next topic, who else is back? No one. Uh, just a a hot Russian, a hot Russian prince. His jaw. I don't know where I'm going with this. Dmitry Samirukov's back. <laughs> um, back in Bakersfield. Scored the game-winning goal on Friday's game against the Henderson Silver Knights. I wonder who they're affiliated with. <laughs> That's the laziest team name in all of sports, I think. I think it might be. Is the their laziest. ECHL team the Bronze Knights? <laughs> what? Did yeah, we... gross. Fucking Off got him. Um, I know that we we don't like them because they're a di- divisional rival. Um, but one of my favorite AHL team names is the is the Barracuda of San Jose. The, Sa- I think, the San Jose Barracuda. I think that's a deadly like uh, a deadly deadly little AHL team name. It makes me happy. It makes me makes me laugh. Um, and then on the opposite side of the spectrum, the San Diego Gulls. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do? Shit on my car in the parking lot? Oh fuck! I gotta get another car wash. I'm tr- I'm trying to look at some other uh, some other bad ones. Uh, I love that the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins are still like the Penguins affiliate because like w- with how often teams go through AHL affiliate, it's it it's just it's just, I just think it's funny that. Uh, are the name? Lake Erie Monsters still an AHL team? Uh, I don't know. My computer's being slow now. Providence Bruins are still a thing. Hartford Wolfpack is still a thing. Um. I th- I think the Hershey Bears just sounds really funny. One of the most uh, historic AHL teams there yeah. is. Along yeah, they, with the... yeah, they've always had like studs in their team. Mm-hmm. Um, L- Laval Rocket, I think, is just funny because it's just a penis e- euphemism. <laughs> um, yeah. Or like That's... a hot, or like a hotter older lady. Yeah. This has been she's AHL a, teams a, with Miles she's Nolan. A, she's a Laval Rocket. Well. Rockets being prevalent in this discussion, uh, Dmitry Samarukov is a rocket, and I hope he gets called up to play with the big boys soon because um, are, I would like to see it. I don't know a, ro- a Russian rocket launching rockets at the net. Yes, that's that, that's exactly what we need. By the way, I think he would be really. I think he'd be a really good fit with Tyson Berry. Be like, like that nice, big, hot, stay-at-home defenseman while Tyson Berry can go pinch and lead to two-on-ones all the time. And then Samo just shuts it down, yeah. feeds the puck up, and, and everybody's happy. Yeah, and then... Stanley Cup in four games. Yeah, exactly. Actually, actually five, so they can win it at home. Oh, yeah. I don't know. That's actually a good point. I mean, well, he actually just he actually just sends these like tape-to-tape passes to Tyson Berry so Tyson Berry can go backhand again like he does, like he's freaking uh, uh, Wayne Gretzky out there. Well... That about does it for Oilers talk with Miles and Nolan. Uh, now, I know I've said with Miles and Nolan probably three times already in this, and I'm going to go for four and five. So let's move on to the NHL. Miles, what's your what's your first point on the docket? My first point on the docket is something that I think is going to bring immense pain to you as a person, but is going to make all of the Flames fans at home listening to the show go, oh, and that is Jacob Markstrom getting first star of the week, playing absolutely out of his gosh darn mind. Uh, for those of you that are not aware, he went 3-0-0 last week with a 
wow, 0.33 goals against average and a 0.989 save percentage with two shutouts. Um, question, Nolan, and this is going to lead to a bigger discussion. Mm-hmm. Are the Flames for real or is this just a flash in the pan? Their underlying numbers say that they are for real because it's like they're playing classic Daryl Sutter hockey, putting shots on net and stopping everything that hits the net. Um, Miles, the, the one thing I do want to say is I reiterate, I want to reiterate a point I made uh, last season, which was, let me, let me find it. Let me, let me find it. Let's just, well, it's just digging through the fi- the filing cabinet right now. Yeah, just, just, yeah, just, 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 just like the, uh, like the administrative stuff. assistant from Monsters, Inc. with the glasses. Wazowski. Wazowski. Hold on one second. Yeah, he's he's been better than Koskinen. I I, I I didn't think that like okay. I must reiterate, it's been ten games. So I like I I, wa- I watched the first year of Ilya Brzgalov and he looked bad and then he looked dominant and then he looked bad. So this is a this is how this is how goaltending works. If Mark Schremer fucked in the head of we'll we'll just we'll just ignore that part. Uh but that 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 that, that sounds, like, sounds like some uh, quality analysis for how the rest of the season went for Mr. Jacob Markstrom. Don't get me wrong, I think Jacob Markstrom is a very good goaltender, and I think this is probably more indicative of him being good because that was before a uh, coaching change happened in Calgary. So I will take that for what it's worth. Yes, I do. I am sad watching Jacob Markstrom be good for the Calgary Flames because nothing that happens good for the Calgary Flames makes me feel happy on the inside. Miles. I don't think that the Flames are like a Stanley Cup contender. I think they're a playoff team, but I think that's it's more of like a Sutter effect more than anything. And how far will that take you in the playoffs? That's my that's my question. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see how the year plays out for them. I think we at checks notes have to wait until January twenty second for our next BOA. That's insane. It's a very long time away. So the measuring stick will. Uh, not be adequately used until they get to play each other once more and it'll just be interesting to see how things work out for them a couple games ago i think like two or three flames games ago Mange was shooting we love Mange. i love Mange. i will i will meet in and don't give me that look i will meet flames fans in the middle of the aisle i will be neutral i will be switzerland about menjapani because his name is fun to say and he's a bad hairline king that i respect and have a a soft spot for in my heart um he was shooting like 38 percent or something like that which is i think unsustainable for him so Shout out to him. I like seeing his success, uh, but I just don't like the ugly McDonald's uh, inspired jersey that he wears. Yeah, I, 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 I really like, I really like Man. I kind of ride for him. I also, as I've mentioned many times in the show, uh, ride for Mr. Elias Lindholm as well, even if he is an Oilers killer. Um, but we, we like to see good players playing well, but we do not like to see the Calgary Flames playing well. Anyways, hot take, take, Nolan. Um, I thought the Pacific division was supposed to be horrible this year. I thought all the teams were supposed to be butt cheeks. Um, Let's take a look at that thing here, Nolan. Uh, Flames are currently leading the division. Okay. Oilers are second place in the division. Sharks and Ducks with 10 and 9 points respectively. The Knights are there at 8 
And then the Kings, Kraken, and Canucks are all at seven points. Um, division's looking kind of competitive. I don't know Kings, if it's just Kraken, because they're playing Canucks. each other. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just, wanted, I just wanted to say As that because it just sounds cool. Yeah, alliteration is dope. We love we love the English language. Um, but as of Monday night, that is how things are sitting before the or as the episode's getting recorded before the game's getting played. So interesting that the Pacific Division is doing uh, what it is doing. Uh, interesting, interesting, interesting. Nolan, would you ride? Would you mind reading uh, point four? Let's move on. Down okay. the road. Uh, the the Florida Panthers are uh, still a wagon, and they are eight zero and one, um, and. They have a rattle off a couple wins despite their uh, head coach having to resign, as he should, even though he shouldn't have played his fucking final game, or he shouldn't have coached his final game. Sorry. Oh my god, I hate, I hate, I hate hockey sometimes. Uh, but yes, Florida's still fantastic. Um, the scoring numbers up and down the lineup are ridiculous, including Florida Sam continuing to be fantastic, and it makes me. Very warm to know that Sam Bennett is going to score plenty of goals for the Florida Panthers and probably have like 65, 70 points, while the Calgary Flames um, will be harrowing in the fact that they let the Florida man walk away and be a star for the Florida Panthers. Ah, yes. Sam Bennett, the island boy himself. Um, Conversely, Florida, still a wagon. Montreal, still bad. 2-8-0. Um, actually this news just came out today. Cole Caulfield, or as PK Subban calls him on live TV, Cole Caulfield sent to the Laval rocket after getting one assist in the past 10 games. Interesting that they are struggling the way that they are. Nolan, in your opinion, how much of this do you think is, uh, contributing to the fact that Carey Price is not net or is it just roster construction issues? What are your thoughts on that? I think it's just roster construction issues. I think I don't think that missing your number one goaltender actually makes that much of a difference when you have put so much stock into a guy like Jake Allen. And I've always been told that Montreal's pipeline for their goaltending prospects has always been really good. So I put it more on roster construction more than anything. You, you have to remember, like, not only are they missing Carey Price, like they are missing Shea Weber. They lost Philip Deneau. I know that we've hammered on a couple of these points before. Um, I just don't think that they're a very... Just, I just don't think they're very good. Um, I like Nick Suzuki, but I don't think that Nick Suzuki is like your bona fide one C, and he's a guy that's going to get you, you know, eighty five points and is going to contribute a lot offensively. Um, I, I really think missing out on a guy like Philip Deneau is, is is massive on the team. Now, I don't think that pay, giving him the contract that he got in L A was necessarily worth it. But I think this team, similar to, honestly, kind of similar to Calgary in a way, but I think Calgary is still being held up by the whole Sutter effect. Uh, but a, a team that, like, needs a number one center, like a full-blown, bona fide number one center. Like, they need a guy like a, you know, like an Alex Barkov or, 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 or something along those lines because I just don't see offensively the heights that they can get to in order to make the playoffs. And especially now in a very competitive Atlantic division, it's going to be really tough for them to make it. For sure. Speaking of competitive divisions, we're going to move on to the Metropolitan. Metro Boomin wants some more. Um, people are saying, and by people, I mean me, the Canes are nasty. Um, the Capitals are also looking really good. Uh, losses all in overtime. They're 5-0-3. Lost to the Lightning. Good team. Uh, lost to the Wings. Eh? Uh, still got a point, though. And lost to the Flames in OT. 
after being down three, nothing, they came back, made it a three, three game and lost it in overtime. Um, Alex Ovechkin has nine goals to start the season. Um, he is a man on a mission and has definitely been listening to uh, us pumping his tires and everybody saying that he can't catch Gretzky and he is trying to prove them wrong. Uh, also happening in the Metropolitan Division, Pittsburgh's hot, hot, hot start has cooled off significantly. They are now sitting at 3-3-2 three, three, and two and tied for last in the division with the New York Islanders the team that was one game away from going to the Stanley Cup final against your Tampa Bay Lightning, who eventually won. Um, it's interesting the difference a year makes. And I know it's still pretty early in the season, and a lot of these takes could come back and bite us in the ass, but that's the lay of the land. We're not making takes. We're just saying uh, stats and facts and figures and keeping you all in tune with the National Hockey League landscape. Um, I, 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 sh- I should let you know um, that, f- for one thing, uh Islanders, I still think are going to be are, are still going to be fine. I think that this is just the classic Islanders syndrome. They sort of start off a little cool and then eventually get hot and then make it to the playoffs as like a three seed and then go on a deep playoff run because that's just the classic New York Islanders, classic MacGruber, um, <laughs> and, <laughs> MacGruber. And the other thing I want to mention too is. Um, Alex Ovechkin, because you brought up the fact he's got nine goals. He's actually second in the league in points. Yeah. Yeah. He's been play- playing out of his freaking mind, too. points in eight games. Now, with that being said, um, playing 21 minutes a game. Scary. A 36 years, 30, yeah, 36 years old. Not, not, not ideal. I don't know if you want that guy playing 21 minutes a game. And he's also riding a ridiculous PDO bender right now and is shooting 25%. So, naturally, probably going to come down a bit. However... He's a high-volume shooter. High-volume shooter, um, which naturally makes his uh, percentage lower. So, yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah, so I... But, nonetheless, though, very exciting to see from... Very exciting to see from Ovi. And, like, his possession numbers look look really good. Um, the biggest thing is that he's on, like, a, a wicked PDO bender right now. Miles, are you, are, are you, are you, are you familiar with PDO? Uh, no, I'm not, Nolan. How about okay. you enlighten me? Okay. I'll make it quick. But, basically, PDO is, like, a... It, the best way to describe it... Is that, like, when you kissed your girlfriend in the hallway at high school? No, that's called that's called PTI. Pardon the interruption. Uh, but uh, no, Badoosh. Badoosh. Uh, PDO is basically like uh, the best way to describe it is that like in certain analytic circles, they almost look at it as like a as like a luck number. And so what it combines is shooting percentage as well as save percentage. Um, it's very um, it, it's uh, it, it's most commonly used when to describe why a team has like a really hot start and then a, and then a very steep decline as well. Um, that's a big thing about the Islanders is when the Islanders go on a hot streak, they go on this like crazy PDO bender and everybody expects that they're going to like crash, but they never do. It's the fucking weirdest thing. But so ideally around that sort of hundred mark is like average. I would say, and uh, an analytics person is probably listening to this and screaming at me right now. But basically, you want to be rated about like 100 because 100 would kind of put you at sort of like that average level. And then anything below that, so if you're at like a 93 PDO, that means that you're really unlucky because you're getting either not, like you're not getting the saves on your end or you're not shooting well enough. 
Um, and then if you're above that, if you're above that 100 mark, that means that you're shooting really well and you're getting all the timely saves. So you're riding like this insane high. Alex Ovechkin, typically his career average for PDO is 102.5. So right around that, like right around that, that line there. Alex Ovechkin's current PDO is 107.2. <laughs> so he is going off king. But it's good to see. We like we like to see this from Alex Ovechkin. Speaking of kings and things we like to see, Sidney Crosby, welcome back. He made his uh, season debut the other night. Uh, might take him a little while to get the rust off, but we love Sidney Crosby. That's no secret. And just always nice to see the game's best players uh, back playing hockey. So shout out Sid Crosby. Looking forward to seeing what the Pens can do and making that division competitive again. Um, surprise, surprise, St. Louis Blues, how do you do? I did not have you leading the Central Division at this point in the season, but here we are. Uh, St. Louis Blues leading the Central Division, playing some pretty good hockey. Did you see our favorite shit-kicking can, Jordan Bennington, have an absolute meltdown Being the other night against Colorado again? Avalanche? Jeez Louise. He's so cool. Man, it is so dangerous and like disrespectful. Just a complete disregard for other players' safety when you start swinging your stick at guys' heads. I can't believe that he can get away with some of the shit that he does because he's just a snap case, man. God, I, I, he better not be the goaltender for Team Canada. I'm going to lose my mind. I mean, he is going to be because it's Doug Armstrong being the GM, but like, that's good. That's good. That is such an unlikable player. I, I, I can't even. I can't even stress enough how much I dislike Jordan Bennington. Miles, we we have to create the like one for one, um, anti All Star team, which is like all the guys that we strongly dislike. Um, Jordan Bennington, of- Mark Shifley, Tony D'Angelo. Dude, Tony D'Angelo, high key high in uh, plus minus. He's like fourth in the league. High key, high, <clears throat> high key vaccinated, high key plus minus. Let's go. Hey, it's amazing what happens when you're not a piece of shit. Comeback season, baby. Gabagool, gabagool. Speaking of the St. Louis Blues in the Central Division, there is an absolute Disney World log jam happening there. Uh, Blues are leading at 12 points. Jets are second at 10. The Wild also have 10. Preds have eight, Avs have eight, Stars have seven, um, and then everybody else doesn't really matter. But uh, wow, yeah, big log jam there in the Central Division. It really is anybody's race. I uh, thought it was going to be that way. It's one of those divisions where, um, you know, one team can get hot and and move up and down, or one team can get cold and, and get themselves out of contention. So be interesting to see how things shake out there. Um, but also a special sh- shout out. Also Nolan, shout out comeback wanted- season for Vlad Tarasenko. Just wanted to mention that quickly. Guys going also, off. Yeah, he had some highlight reel goals, some vintage Tarasenko goals. Um, love to see it. He's good. He's good at hockey. Um, and he's a fridge at like 265 pounds. Fridge on ice. Uh, but we wanted to give a special shout out to two players that we are fans of and uh, like to see them playing well. One of which is Frederick Anderson, Nolan. And I said this at the start uh, in our season preview that I was hoping he was going to have and thought he was going to have a bounce back season with the Carolina Hurricanes better team in front of him, not getting ridden as hard as he was in like a shitty D Corp in Toronto where he eventually got hurt. And so far it is looking to be that way. Um, he is seven zero and one with a one, two, nine goals against average and a nine, five, six save percentage, which is very, very good. So we are happy for Frederick Anderson and hope that he uh, continues to play well until he makes it to the Stanley cup final against the Edmonton Oilers and blows the game. 
Wait, Frederick Anderson has played eight fucking games? I think so. I think he's 7-0-1. Really? Yeah, I don't think they're out oh of the Oh my goalie. god, he has too. I had yeah. no idea. And the worst this part has is, been is fact-checking he said, Miles. He's no, he, I no, I just I, I wasn't even fact-checking. I was just more like I I just I I didn't know that. Like and he hasn't even lost a game. He's 7 0 and 0. He's got one shutout. Oh, that's what it was. That's oh, what it was. Yeah. even better. Oh a my king. god. I did not realize how good he's been. Yeah, shout out Frederick Anderson. Wow. Been playing uh, playing out of his mind. Uh, another shout out we want to give is to an analytical king and LA king Anze Kopitar. He's got 7 goals, 6 assists, 13 points. Nice to see him getting back uh to the to the shape that he has been in previously. Um in our division, we don't like that, but good player, good guy and I'm happy for him. Be- beautiful voice on him as I've mentioned. Beautiful many, voice. Many kind times. eyes. Oh kind eyes. Just and just seems like just a just a just a cool dude. Like you just want to you want to have a cold beer with Anze Kopitar. No, he's, I, Slo- he's Slovenian. Like he's from a he's from a, a weird little European country. Like cool, cool guy. Sorry, yeah, he's probably friends saying. with like Luka Doncic, right? <laughs> Uh, but I, I think that this was kind of expected when you sign a guy like Philip Deneau. You want, obviously, Deneau to take on a lot more of those tougher defensive matchups, which allows Anze Kopitar to 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 be a to be a go off king and to just uh you know give like put the pedal to the metal offensively while not having to be as stingent defensively, which um, you you like to see that you love to see a nice a nice additional breakout from a guy in his mid in his mid thirties you know consistently a, a ridiculously underrated player throughout his career I think that like how people used to talk about Jonathan Taves uh, like as this like two way savant we should have been talking about Anze Kopitar that way like I I, I give me Anze Kopitar any day of the week over Jonathan Taves because he's like. It, what what he does offensively and the way that he can push pace and he can push play is just unlike anything. Um, yeah, a huge two, which is awesome. Like he's just a massive guy. Um, I, I I I I love Anze Kopitar, and that was also me ridiculing Jonathan Taves for thirty seconds. So take that Taves, which is a win win uh, overall. Uh, speaking of another win-win, Nolan, you know how much I like to talk about the NHL social media. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Halloween has come and gone, uh, and the NHL loves to post pictures of players and their and their significant others and their children in various Halloween costumes. Nolan, did you have a chance to check any of those out? Um, was there any costumes that always stood out to you, or any ones that you wanted to call out on the basicometer? Um, I saw a couple of them. I know I saw Jonathan Bernier's with his wife where it was um he was dressed up as like a surgeon and his wife was like getting ass implants. <laughs> so that was that 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 was kind of funny. Um I think I want to say TJ Oshie had another good one cuz TJ Oshie like oh like always kills it. Mhm. Certainly does. Uh, Matthew Joseph from the Tampa Bay Lightning was like a really well oh, done, I Lil saw Wayne. that. Yeah, <laughs> Weezy F, baby. I, I initially did not though know that was Matthew Joseph because if it was because I saw Alex Killorn in that like because it was there were there there were a couple of them in there and when I saw that when I saw Alex Killorn I thought initially it was him and I was gonna say sauce <laughs> no. a little bit problematic but uh, 
I thought it was funny. Kalorn and one of the other guys were Tom Brady and Blaine Gabbert. Yeah, <laughs> I, is, I, which is a funny costume. Yeah, that's that is yeah that is a fantastic costume. Um, on a, on a complete side note, did you see the weekend's costume? Yeah, man, yeah, the fucking Don Godfather. Yeah, oh Don Vito. God. That was a incredible uh, cost. He kills it every year. Funny that you brought that up too, because our uh, official uh, one for one insider Jackson Braylene gave that us uh, gave gave that picture to me. Um, we're putting the makeup cost alone of that at between five and ten thousand dollars. Five and ten, you fucking pump that number up. <laughs> that's low. You got to put those are rookie oh numbers. Oh my god, you gotta pump those he, that, numbers up. that's a, that's probably thirty grand. Oh I bet god, you yeah. any money that's like thirty grand on his face. Yeah, he 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 looked incredible. The weekend did yeah. a great job. And um, with that being said, I think that's all I want to say about Halloween, Nolan. What were you this year? Did you go as anything? I did not go as anything. I actually had a, you know what? The Halloween party night, which would have been October 30th, this, the, the Saturday night, I had a lovely little evening. Uh, it was Taylor's birthday uh, last week, weekend, for thir- Thursday. Taylor, was your birthday Thursday? Yeah, yeah Thursday. And uh, so we celebrated her birthday this weekend. So happy birthday, Taylor. The first lady of the pod. HBDTT Gib. Yeah. And then Saturday night, me and her friends went. Well, me, her, and her friends. Her friends and I, actually. Okay, fine. Sorry, English police. Went to this area in Ontario called Blue Mountain. I don't know if you're familiar with it. But we got to go on a cool gondola ride up to the mountain. And then we went on a like walking trail where they had a bunch of pretty lights. And then I. I took a bunch of pictures like a freaking tourist and it was, it was beautiful and very relaxing. So no miles to answer your question. I did not go as anything. I'm assuming you didn't as well. No, uh, I was the king of a low effort costume. Actually quite proud of it. Uh, a f- friend aforementioned Parker had a engagement party. So we got the uh, bridal party together there and, and got to meet both sides. Yeah. Congrats to them. Um, got to meet uh, the family of the bride and, and her friends as well. And kind of got everybody to meet each other and whatnot. All vaccinated. Shut up. And um, yeah, I, I worked till five. So I got there um, late at the parties already started. Uh, and I went as the uh, dude with sign from Instagram. So I just dressed up, wore a pair of sunglasses and held a sign that says this counts as a costume. And oh my God. It, <laughs> a lot of people laughed. They thought it was funny. So I am the king of low effort costumes uh, officially. <laughs> It's wow. a good idea, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. You should have won as like something dumb, like Bud Light Man or something. Just threw a I was gonna, Bud I Light was gonna, case on your head. I was gonna be a ceiling fan, like go ceiling, but I'm like, ah, oh, that's so fucking played out. Oh, like, what do I want to be? And then I, I saw the cardboard, and I was like, dude, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be dude with sign. It's hilarious. Everybody knows it. Yeah, that, that 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 is true. Everybody knows it. One more hockey thing I wanted to talk about, Nolan. Okay. And I am wondering, have you seen the video of the Maritime Junior A hockey players fighting in a hallway? I have seen this. I have seen the video. In, I do not know the backstory of it, though. Incredible. So Maritime Junior A hockey, that's like uh, 18 to 21-year-old guys. Um, like Newfoundland? Yeah. Nice. Um, I can't remember what the two towns were, but they're Fucked funny. up on Swish, thrown yeah. fists. <laughs> well, absolutely glued fighting each other. Terrible rink design in the fact that the two teams that are playing each other's benches um, have tunnels that come out and are separated by like a waist high barrier. 
dumb. So long story short, for those of you who haven't seen the clip, it's funny. You should check it out. Not funny. It's good. Um, just a couple of big Atlantic boys getting kicked out uh, and start throwing in the hallway as they're getting kicked out. Um, <laughs> just chucking on the uh, chucking stand straight up. And funny enough, uh, number 22 in that clip actually leads his team in scoring. That rocks. So not only is he kicking ass and taking names, he's scoring goals. Uh, paycheck, back check, four check. Uh, I, th- I said that wrong, but you know what I mean. Uh, so f- funny, check it out. Good stuff. We like to see tough guys doing tough guy shit. And with that, Miles, tough guys doing tough guy shit. Tonight, the Oilers play the Seattle Kraken. On Wednesday, they play the Nashville Predators. And on Friday, shout out Connor James Rogers because... The Edmonton Oilers play the New York Rangers. And shout out NYR Nick. We, oh my god, I'm so sorry. My fault. The king. Sorry. The I'm real sorry. He, there's there's two kings, Hendrick Lund, Hendrick Lundquist and NYR Nick. I apologize. Please take this as my resignation from the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's been real. Uh, so the so these uh, these picks are coming at 7.20 p.m. on Monday night. Oilers haven't even touched, uh, dropped the, I was going to say touch the ice, but they certainly have for warm-ups, have not started the game yet, so these picks are not affected at all. Nolan, how do you think this week's going to go? I'm going to go two and one. Ooh, okay. Um, call me the optimistic Oscar oh, because God. I am saying a three and all week, baby. So you're getting, so you're getting them nine and one. For the after uh, their first ten, yes. After I take the blue and orange Kool Aid powder and pour it on my glass table and and chop it up and and snort it directly to my brain, I am saying a three o o week. I'm gonna say beat Seattle, beat Nashville, lose to New York. That's how I'm we'll feeling. See. We'll see. We'll see about it. We'll see. We'll see about it. I can easily see Igor Shostakin uh, stealing the game for the New York Rangers. The New York Rangers, the Broadway Blue Shirts. I'm sorry, Nick. Nick. Please don't, please, please don't be mad at me. He's gonna unfollow you on Twitter now. He fucking better not. I'm mean, making me really <laughs> sad. Well, with that being said, it's been real, Miles. It's been a real episode. It's been hashtag real talk with Miles and Nolan. And I, I know it was a bit of a heavy intro topic there. Um. So thank you, thank you all for for taking that and listening to that and um, and and being good people about that. Just a good reminder because and this is something that kind of stuck out to me. And this is the last thing I want to say about this. But there were there was a tweet and it was all these different headlines um, from a few years ago talking about how Kyle Beach was a bust and like um, yeah. first old, like first round pick, high first round pick that never panned out. Blah 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 blah. And you know, uh, as hockey fans, we do call people busts in different. to people because you never know what people are going through and and what they're fighting so you know performance at work or you know how they're acting around you can give them the benefit of the doubt because people at the end of the day are people and and want to be treated nice and never know what they're going what's going on in their own lives so be nice and 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 be be a good person that's very well said miles i'm happy to hear that and i completely agree and fully back your sentiments and that is a positive end to season two episode seven of the one for one podcast thank you for tuning in we appreciate it as always follow us on twitter and instagram and as always nolan go oilers go go oilers go